0: Welcome back to another episode of the Golf Industry Roundtable, the G.I.R. podcast. If you are like me, you're kind of what the F just happened to the game of golf. Many aspects are are improved through the roof, rounds played up, et cetera. Other aspects, hospitality, banquet uh, sales kind of down. And my partner in crime, Rob Hoffman, has put together a distinguished panel for us to sort of explore this issue what's going on, what can we improve on, and how do we keep the level of engagement up? So uh, why don't you introduce us to our friends and kick us off, Rob. Cool.
1: Thanks, Kyle. Yeah, usually when I talk to these guys, most of the conversation is, is what the F anyway. So I'm uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to have these have <laughs> guys on. We had Scott Merchant from Club Profit Systems on earlier this year. He's his chief growth officer at Club Profit. Club Profit, for those of you who don't know, is T-sheet, point of sale, booking engine, a little bit, everything. So you can collect money at your golf course when you're running your golf course get golfers in get paid Uh, to drive them to the course we've got kent ashby director of marketing from one-to-one marketing websites a little bit of everything there seo sem they've got a great program called campaign pilot you need to check out one-to-one marketing as well and then i'm lucky enough to be a part of this group with these guys we just started a webinar series that we wanted to talk to you a little bit about because just like kyle said what the F just happened to the golf industry here in 2020. There's a huge spike in activity, new golfers, greater engagement, just a lot of cool stuff going on in the golf industry. We know that a lot of the golf courses we've been speaking to have seen a not just this major bump, but are probably trying to scramble and figure out what are we going to do next year in 2021 to hang on to this new audience, whether it's retaining members, getting those new customers loyal and paying more greens fees and grabbing more of a lion's share of that golfer's dollar in their market in 2021 so i'm excited to have these guys on um we've got this series this binge worthy series why don't you guys talk about it i'll, I'll shut up for a moment
2: uh, rob i love your fake background zoom is getting it's so cool much around better like the kind of the live yeah. action. I can well. I can actually
1: walk on it. If I put this down, I can go out and walk around on Dude, it. Technology
2: yeah. is amazing right now. That's it unbelievable.
3: It's yeah.
1: Augmented reality
0: I <laughs> want well, the green so. screen back when you're done with it. Send me Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll ship I'll ship it back to Orlando. The, the
2: the augmented reality for us right now is is the industry itself, I feel like is in some sort of you know idyllic green screen um reality because I I've been in this business on the you know technology provider side for 21, 22 years. I've never seen anything like this in my life. You know where golf has returned. Golf is strong. The demand uh, happened literally overnight. Never in a million years would I have thought I thought it would just be kind of a slow um, effort to try to progress and and, and get your business moving forward. And holy mackerel, did that change um, with COVID? And it took, unfortunately, a pandemic for it to get there. Um, and in the economy, there's there's winners and there's losers in the in the, kind of the post-pandemic world. And golf is clearly in the winners column, even if your banquets and your outings, Kyle, like you said, they're not back. Why the the brunt of your business is still green fee and cart fee revenue, and that is strong. And and all of a sudden, you have this total paradigm shift. And that's kind of where where Rob and, and and Kent and I talk a lot. Is just, you know, what 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 has happened or what is happening? It's just accelerated all of these things: the return of pricing power, um, operational issues, the uh, influx of technology, the reliance on mobile apps, the Google trends, um, as Kent shared in the first one. And I think when Kent, I think Kent, when you did that first one to me, talking about the Google uh, trends and what people are searching for as far as golf courses near me and 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 just the volume and the spike that's when i knew like we had to do something maybe industry wide to talk about it just because of the stuff that you were seeing um, yeah
3: too and and i talked about it a lot in the in the webinar about you know the increases 70 80 90% year over year increases in search volume which is absurd but also you know i think what we're going to talk about in the future webinar episodes is who those golfers are. It's yeah. not, it's not just the avid golfer playing more rounds. I mean, that is a reality too, but it's the guy that plays five times a year is now playing 10 times. And the guy that's playing 10 times is now playing 20, times, et cetera, et cetera. And those, these are all different people, all different golfers. So we're going to talk about who they, who they are. And, and I would say even a portion of them don't even consider them to be golf, consider themselves to be golfers. Like if you were to ask them, Hey, do you go, are you a golfer? They'd be like, I play golf sometimes
2: I you played know I mean? a little bit more this <laughs> yeah, yeah. year i didn't you know like yeah. but like maybe they've backdoored into the sport that's right, right. and be like well you know yeah I used my, buddy, a my buddy my buddy invites and, me yeah, out sometimes yeah, yeah, I with out him. Yeah, you mean, know yeah. out there three times a month now we used to be one right? yeah so snuck up those, on them yeah all right. those different dreams so to kind of tease the episodes not that you know kyle or rob asked but it's it's <laughs> we started we started a year the first episode kind of looking back what were the major trends that we saw through Google, through credit card processing, through technology usage, through app usage? Kind of set the table, and then we're going to set the table, which is the the, the golfer themselves has changed. Um, you know, as as America and North America has gone through this shift from a consumer buying pattern, what has changed? They are different. the The golfer of November 2020 is totally different than the golfer in February 2020. A, there's more of them, but there's they, they're looking different. They're behaving different. And so we got we to gotta look at that and make some good decisions for 2021. And then we're going to start to say, okay, now that this consumer is different, what's changed about the funnel? What's changed about their technology behavior? What's changed about um, your facilities it relates to price? What's changed about your facility or should change about where your tea times are located and third-party relationships? This is the time. I think one of the key trends we took away, Rob and, and Kent from the last one was, If you're gonna do something, if you're gonna make changes, this is the time, whether it's whatever you've been talking about, like you have this window now that you have demand, you have customers that are flexible, that are willing to listen to say, hey, listen, I've got to do it this way. I've got to charge this much, or I've got to do this specific thing because of COVID, because of the pandemic. And you can make these huge changes that you've needed to make in your business that you you, you have a window of time. I don't know how long that window exists, but you can actually make some really drastic changes now in the industry. So it's exciting and it's crazy. And I know everybody's up 25% and probably just wanting to take a nap and relax for a week. Yeah, and it's my time. not time. But I, what we said last time was, Take a vacation for a week and then get right back on the horse because you've got to make some really key decisions. Yeah, your foot. I
1: mean, it's, it's it's marketing 101. You know, marketing one-on-one is, and, and this is where I, th- I feel like I've seen a lot of courses, or if you're just listening and have a business, a lot of businesses have have failed in marketing for years and years and years as they believe oh, we've hit a slow time. We need to up our ad spend during this slow time. Or we need to we need to go out and try to seek and find new customers during slow times. And that's exactly the wrong way of thinking. You know, a lot of those old cliche sayings, you know, make hay while the sun shines. That's what really applies during something like this is when you've got people engaged and you've got people searching for it, this is what people are seeking. That's when you need to increase your marketing efforts. And that's when you need to increase your ads because the audience is there it's not fair. And when it's dead, it's dead. I mean, don't that take your vacation then don't beat yourself over the head, but that audience is going to be there. Ken, I want I want you to talk a little bit about search, not just in golf, but just like in general for outdoor activities, what it also means to, to travel search. So courses that a lot of times have depended on, um, you know, their, their customers being transient customers, they really should be looking for local customers right now because of what's happened to travel and and, and some of the things that we're going to touch on as the webinar series continues, what, what that golfer looks like. Um, but just kind of like business in general, I, I mean, everything's shifted toward outdoors camp. I mean, in our first episode, what were some of those stats that you had related to search for like all outdoor industries?
3: Yeah. I mean, boats for sale, um, that keyword or that search term on Google was up over double year over year. Um, RVs for sale was up almost triple, year over year. These are search terms people are going to Google and, and typing in. Um, bikes for sale is up like three or four times year over year. Um, so these are all, I think, the, the relation between us and them, the common denominators. it's outdoors. You can participate in them individually, um, or you can experience, experience them with other people, but still safely and at a distance and whatnot. And so all of those things you can do when you're boating, RVing, camping, fishing, all these other industries that are also, you know, sim- similar to us in that regard are on fire. And you had mentioned like, should you target local um, or you need to shift your focus towards more local marketing? I actually just came off a call with a client um, who owns a, a golf resort in Michigan, northern Michigan, kind of a remote destination type place. And they actually said that they're, they, were, um, they were shut down in May due to the state. But other than that, they had a great year. And if they had May, they would have had an up year. Um, And this is, you know, a lot of their revenues, not only golf, but lodging as well. So as you can imagine, but anyway, their market was, is almost entirely 99%, according to them, a drive market anyway. And they saw almost no negative impact due to COVID from that drivable market, except for in May. So the drive market to them is like six hours and less, let's call it like six, eight Mm -hmm. hours and less. Uh, most people are coming from two and a half, three hours. So that market, especially if that is a, um, if that's a part of your business model, model and strategy, that's who you guys need to be targeting. Don't, don't focus on the people that ho- have to need, you know, have to hop on a plane because those people are significantly harder to sell on the idea than someone that can just hop in a car and, and drive for whatever reason. Obviously there's you know mo- more exposure when you're in, in an airport, on a plane, all those things. Um, and that all, you know, has an impact on that, but the drive markets, from what I've heard, um, it probably depends on the state. But for some clients, haven't really seen much of a fall off there.
1: Stands strong. Cool. Cool. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, for I, I mean, I,
1: Kyle, do you have any questions? I'm just kind of dominating here a little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah, I thought maybe we should take a step back for those who are, are listening at home and maybe didn't get the the email invitation to the webinar series. Let's just kind of point them in the right direction. How many of these are we going to have? You've had one. Can they uh, look at right. um, the, the first episode if they missed it? Is there a, a you know a play on demand option? Why don't you guys take us through some just sort of basic logistics. Yeah, yeah so, a six, so, so a six episode series.
2: Yeah, six episode series um, or a, the first binge watch series. Um, we try to keep each one to 30 minutes. So we'll say 30, 35 minutes. We actually had some questions on the last one went to about 45, 50 minutes um you can click on the link and register we'll include it you know here wherever you're watching this um you know you just register and you're able to to watch it so you might want to just save them you know for a few weeks and let them queue up the concept was born around the changing consumer and how technology is affecting that and so we're able at gallus at club profit um, and at one-to-one marketing and ignite we're able to see some global stats that you might not otherwise be privy to. NGF's putting out some good stuff, Pellucid's putting out some good stuff. I think we have some good kind of global stats to help prepare for what's coming in in 2021. So you can register there um, and you can get yourself prepared to make better decisions with what's coming. And it's gonna, and a lot of it uh, for better or worse is going to involve how you integrate technology into your facility, how you integrate A mobile app, well, I have to pre-check and I have to check them in. How do I do online res? How do I do food ordering? How do I take credit cards and mobile pay? Um, So a lot of that stuff is really top of mind and prevalent and you've got to prepare for that stuff. Now, sometimes it takes a little bit to implement, but um, I think if we can get it done in six episodes, we've already talked about having uh, an extra episode um, to get there uh, for an appendix potentially or a director's cut. Um, but I but we're, we're gonna try to get there in, in six episodes for people
1: there'll be a there'll be a blooper reel that comes out it's kind of fun <laughs> we um, <laughs> we we uh when when we forget that we're supposed to say what the f just happened in the industry, every now and then we got to bleep ourselves. But mm-hmm. uh, in in addition to this, you know, I don't want to ignore our thirty six hundred friends at at private clubs out there. You know, it's something that you should be tuning into as well because member retention is going to be a big deal next year. You know, a lot of those new members, it, just about every club I talk to has hit waiting list status that membership is full or they're right at the edge of full. And, and you know, we're we're talking about a lot of things like maintaining the highest prices, raising your prices a little bit, you know, re- revenue growth is, is a big piece of of this as well. But then member retention as it plays into this is going to be a big deal because you've got a lot of those new people to the industry that took a flyer and said, I'm going to join a private club this year to, to kind of guarantee themselves a spot in that outdoor activity in golf and retaining them, you know, after year one, I, I, is going to be the biggest deal, you know, like any business that has any kind of retention model, you know, getting past year one and getting retention into year two is the biggest hump to get over. So there will be some uh, pieces of this that talk about the, the private club and semi-private clubs and and retaining members as well.
3: Yeah. And not just even retaining, retaining them is going to be big. You're right in the future. I mean, all these new members signing up, you're going to have to convince them a second time around that it's worth the, you know, let's say COVID goes away and now that money, uh, uh, the wife saying, hey, let's take a vacation to wherever, and that money was going towards a membership. Now it needs to go towards plane tickets and resort stay and blah, blah, blah. Um, but also too, you know, kind of talking about the acquisition of new members um, for some of the marketing campaigns that we've been doing, they're performing unbelievably well. So last year and pretty much every year prior since I've been in the golf industry, um, cost per lead, for membership drives that we do, it has fallen into like the 50 to $60 range. So that's what, when I say cost per lead, that is what a uh, customer pays to get one person to fill out the form or call the course and ask for a membership, more, more information about membership. Uh, that now is averaging less than $40, more like $35. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're paying almost half of what they would have paid in years prior. So again, where we were talking about your, your foot needs to be in the gas, you need to be marketing more than ever because demand right. is higher than ever. That holds true there. If you want your membership to go from 200 to 300 or whatever your goal is, now is really when you need to do that. But I mean, well, I mean, yeah, your, you, your dollar is you,
1: going so much further. You, more people so are further. searching and you're spending right. less money. Right. I mean, it's 30% down right now. Or
2: spend, right. spend the same amount of money and I can raise my prices because I'll have double the people at the top. Well, that's of the what I mean. But you're, yeah, that, you're, you know? you're, spending,
1: you're spending less money to get, one. Yeah. Which means you're going to get, you're going to get more activity for your dollar. Well, and and if
3: you, if you think about cost per lead and the reason I always like to use that is because if you do the math on cost per lead and what that looks like from all the way to acquisition, right? What's what, how much does that cost me at the end? If it costs me $60 every time. And I know as a sales, uh, uh, membership sales director, I can close 20%. And you do the math and you can start to figure, okay, it's that person cost me $500. That member cost me $500 to get signed up and collected dues. Right. So if the mathematics of that makes sense to you, um, at 50 or $60, they're definitely going to make more sense at 30 or $40. So why wouldn't you just, you know, put fuel in the fire and, and do it as do as much as you can, you know, as much as the market will allow you to. Um, so that's kind of my, when we talked initially, I wanted the webinar and these things to be like a pep rally. Like, you guys need to go out there and do this stuff. Like, just go do it, or have you do it, Ken? <laughs> oh, well, that's yeah, that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: I, I mean,
1: that's definitely a part of it. You know, that's some some of what we're going to be talking about. Is not just you know the webinar series. is not a series to to plug our three companies, uh, although we do quite well with that. But. Um, the webinar series is, is a series for us to talk about technology solutions in general. You know, what can you do in general? How can you grab the, you know, these customers and hold on to them? Um, things could get, you know, we, we don't know what, what next year's going to hold. I think what we do know as we see some of the things start to, to change. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here in Southern California right now, and I don't know if you guys saw in the news, but Governor Newsom here in California said we're pressing the emergency brake right now on all of our reopening plans. I mean, those were his words. And um, they're coming up with new reopening guidelines for all businesses. Any indoor businesses are gonna have completely, they're shut down right now. We're gonna have new guidelines to, to reopen, which we don't know what they are. That's not been announced yet, but because of the unknown in terms, this is not something I think we're going to be fortunate enough to see away. I mean, I think we're hearing great things about vaccines, different things going on, but no, I, I don't think any of us really know that. I'm not. I'm. I'm not jumping in line to be the first one to get one of these new shots either. So, I, and I, I don't think I'm, you know, the only one to to say that. So we'll we'll see. But I think the one thing that is certain for next year is we still don't know what the F is going to happen. Other than people are going to be tuned we, in out. But we,
0: but
2: we know golf's in a good spot. I, don't, I, I'm, I'm, I will, I stood by the prediction I made in the summer, which is golf's not getting shut back down. I don't care what Gavin Newsom says. You know, he could be having a dinner for 50 people up in Napa for himself and making these rules. Golf's not getting shut back down. It, it might, uh, in a certain limited circumstance, there's no way there's no, there hasn't been one COVID case transmitted outdoor activity. Your pro shop might be limited. Your food and beverage might be limited. People are going to be able to golf and Right. As much as I hate to say it, I do hate to say it. Like if everything else closes down and golf stays open, that's that's an unbelievable opportunity for you to do all of the things that you should have been doing anyway in terms of improving the business, CapEx, paying yourself. This is kind of what we got to last week. Fill up the business coffers while you can. Make a while well, the sun shines. We have to come up with a different one because it's just make green fee revenue while golfers want to golf. For the last 20 years, the conversation has been about What do we do to appeal to the younger generation? What's wrong with the game? Well, nothing's wrong with the game. Absolutely nothing is wrong with the game. It has been every other influence from kids' activities to travel to the role of the dad and the family. All of those other things are what's wrong. The game wasn't ever the problem. We we have the answer to that question now. So now you can literally collect the revenue, have the demand. And if your other competing entertainment options are closed, be smart, you know, price accordingly, Um, you know, collect the data, Uh, get them to use your mobile app, get them to check in automatically, get them to do things you want them to do anyway, capture all that information. And, and. You're quite literally
3: one of the only games in town. (laughs) You know what I mean? How long have you been waiting to say that? (laughs) I just thought of it.
1: You know, one of the things that I, we're going to be covering in the webinar series, too, is getting out of that normal box. You know, yeah. everything else is way out of the box right now. It's time to get your golf operations out of the old box as well. You've got these new people, their opportunities, their things that you wanted to try before, you know, things that you wanted to do outside, you wanted to set up a, you know, a grill on the 10th tee, do it. You know, there are a lot of things that you've been thinking about doing. Now is the time to try any and every outdoor idea that you've ever thought of, or at least plan for it. And for those courses in the cold weather States, you've got the luxury of a few months to really get your act together and be ready come may one and kind of the season really kicking off in full force. So and
2: the, and the same goes for pricing. I think we're going to have a whole thing just on pricing about, you know, stagnant pricing. Um, just you have, you have pricing power and you know, it's, it's not your fault. You just get to use it, you know, and to charge for your product in the previous model with your, like if you were a baseball stadium and you're charging your spring season or your you know, Cubs versus the Marlins, great. Well, now it's the seventh game of the World Series and everybody wants into the stadium. And now you have to adjust your pricing accordingly because this is where you make your money. And I, and I think people might not be used to that. You know, oh, I don't want to offend this customer. For every customer you offend, you've made <laughs> that much more on the new customer coming in. You can always go back down. Kent mentions that all the time. You can always go back down. All right. But now is the time to actually price the product accordingly, uh, the way it should be, the way that your benefit um, in with capital expenditures at the course or with clubhouse repairs or with salary or with marketing people. So I think if we can get give you some stats and ammo to at least have those conversations and, and maybe give you the push um, that you would need with some data and you know, by using any of our companies, the technology tools to also um, handle that push, that now's the time. No. You know,
1: guys, one, one thing that we probably are not going to cover in the webinar series, but for our listeners here on, on the GIR, we've got a lot of golfers that, that listen as well. Hmm. What what tips do you guys have for golfers to, you know, what are things they should be looking for in 2021 or in the coming months if they're in warm weather states to engage with their golf courses? What should they be looking for? What should golfers be demanding of their golf courses to, to better provide for this in- increased demand and in, in their interaction? What should what should they be looking at?
2: I, I would say this. If if you hear me say telling the golf course owners raise prices and that makes the golfer cringe, I would just give them the caveat that the last 20 years, the golf course that you have been playing, most likely 95% has been barely hanging on. The, the industry itself has been barely hanging on. And I know it's great to find the $15 green fee or play all the golf you want for $200 a month or whatever the the special that you've been accustomed to. The, the golf course can't make money at that. It can't, it can't provide 200 acres of maintenance and a, a clubhouse and it just, it just cannot survive on that. So I would look for higher prices. It doesn't mean you have to be angry or upset. It just means that the golf course can, can make money. The things that I would hopefully, the golf course can provide you is better technology to navigate you through the buying experience you know, better mobile app experience, better check-in, better pre-check-in, um, better identifying you as a customer. Hopefully they're giving you options to shop for the holidays virtually. Um, you know, one of the things we talked about is, you know, virtual web stores or virtual gift cards. Um, hopefully that stuff is coming, you know, it's, it's here and it's available, but a lot of times golf courses are slow to adopt to it. Uh, and then hopefully they're programming for you, whether you're a new golfer or an avid golfer, Um, there's just more of you. So hopefully they're programming more, um, thinking about their golf course in different terms that they could do an early morning shotgun at 5 45 AM so that you could get to virtual work at 9 AM or a, you know, golf tournament at three or four o'clock to do a shotgun. Um, so that, you know, you can escape the house if you've been there all day, hopefully there's programming to help meet your needs, um, lessons, virtual lessons, simulator lessons, all of those things, hopefully they're, they're, they're busy programming for you. So I would, I would hope that the golf courses are doing that. Um, and that's what we're certainly going to push them to do with the technology. But those were kind of my jump yeah, outs for the golf I,
1: I mean, something I think that is worth mentioning re- related to price too is you're, I know at least I, I was supposed to fly to Hawaii with my family in May. Uh, I was supposed to go to Bali in August on a vacation. There are a number of things I was supposed to do. We used to dine out sometimes three, even four times a week. There's a lot of spending that was happening that it's just not, it's not happening anymore. So there's, there's space in the budget too so if prices do go up a little bit keep in mind that there's money that you're not spending in some other places as well and then just kind of touched on some of the things that scott said i would look for a lot of touchless contactless technology mm-hmm. to be coming you should be able to demand that from your golf courses there should be courses if you're in a a market that has at least five six seven golf courses within your your reasonable driving distance for the market that you're in you should be able to expect at least at least one of those courses and i would demand it of the courses if i were a golfer that i'm able to pay outside without going into the golf shop and touching all the same keypads that everybody else is touching. Maybe even from my, preferably from my own phone. Um, I'm, I'm able to uh, interact in a lot of ways. If I want to order some food at the turn or I want the beverage cart to come to me on the golf course, I might be able to do that from my phone or um, at very least the course has set it up that they're able to take a phone call from you that you can at least from your call voice these things and and and, and talk about with them um, to, to get that kind of service but as buildings maybe remain you can't go inside or it's very limited traffic inside i would look for a lot of contactless technology to be the way, not just in golf, but really any retail business that wants to stay open should be offering these things. I know it, when we do rarely go to a restaurant right now, all the QR codes are at the table to pull up the menu without h- holding that same printed menu that 14 people with COVID handled before I did. Um, you know, and I would tell him, I would stuff. I
2: would I would tell the golfer also Rob to to just be patient and kind. Um, the the golf course industry was not ready for a massive influx and no industry was received a massive ex- so oh. but golf received it you know 25 35 40 percent up in certain cases that's a humongous uh burden on an operation to take in that's one and then two like the supply chains are all screwed up in golf we weren't expecting this many golfers. So we're, you know, we're low on golf balls or we don't have pull carts, or we've had to do single rider carts. So there's not as many carts. You can't just snap magic fingers. And all of a sudden you've doubled your cart fleet. Sorry. Just, and and, and then by the time you get that order in to easy go and they make the production, they bring you the carts and like, there's this huge lead time. So um, they're stressed and they're fried there at the golf course just be as patient as you can, as you can with them, because they're doing their best to stay open and, and, and make you happy and service you in spite of how busy they've been. It's, it's a huge challenge. So, um, well, I don't like it because the prices are up and there's more golfers there. Yes, that, that, that is the case. I mean, you're in some sort of traffic jam and you used to be, you know, in a, you know, have the road to yourself.
3: I would love to sit on a plane where it's just me and maybe my friends in there, but unfortunately it's crowded and I've got two 300 pound men on either side of me.
2: <laughs> I thought you fly private. You're like, Rob. you're flying private over to Bali. Yeah, I don't fly private.
1: You know what I do do is I sit there in my seat against the window and I watch the people coming in and I pray to myself, God, not him. Please not him, not him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Her, her, make her sit next to me. That's <laughs> oh, <yeah. my> path <laughs> that as they're walking happens. onto the plane. Yeah. yeah, no, it's always the sweaty guy.
3: But hey, to <laughs> talk a little bit about the cart thing, that's a big deal for a lot of my customers, the whole requesting single rider. Carts that has really hurt a lot of these people because that revenue, you know, and and, and people get upset. Uh, this is my, you know, my urge to the golfers listening. If you are requesting single rider carts, you should also expect to pay double the cart fee, at least, in my opinion. And I think that's fair because that course, that's a seat that they can't rent, that's a green fee they cannot sell. That's a, you know what I mean. You're. Yeah. It's money there's, on the there's table only there's
2: only X amount of carts that fit that's right. If you're if you're mad about it, walk down into the cart barn. That's what I <laughs> want you to do as a golfer. Walk down to the right. cart barn. It's a finite space that's that right. can fit a finite number of carts. And if your answer is we'll just blow out that wall and get double the amount of carts in your set, there aren't double the amount of carts. There aren't. They're just the they, easy going club car, Yamaha, they're they're all backed up. They can't get them out fast enough. That's and right. the single rider change in, in design. They're not, they're not there yet. They're trying to. And I've seen some emails about it, but it's not there yet. So you're going to have to deal with it. And um, it's it stinks, but it's great because the, the, the golf course, we need them to be healthy. You want that business to be vibrant and healthy. And as much as you want the whole place to yourself, that's not a reasonable expectation to have a business, to have this entire golf course to yourself. So right. you if you love you this
3: see. sport as much as a lot of people say they do, this hobby is, is this thing that we all love as much as we all say we do you need to be encouraging your friends to play golf you need to be inviting your p- friends that don't play golf because all that's going to do is put more money into this sport the golf courses are going to be better the service is going to be better the offerings are going to be cooler that it's just going to benefit everyone everyone involved and even if you're the golfer that likes to shotgun at 5 30 in the morning and be at work virtual work by nine or whatever the case is like merch or you're the golfer that likes to go drink a six pack and. You know, I was gonna say lose, shotgun waters five thirty in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beers, You can <laughs> shotgun beers <laughs> at five thirty in the morning. It works great. You
1: know? it,
2: ma- it makes the rest of the day go a lot smoother if your shotguns right. <laughs> yeah. Kyle, I think you should shut us up. <laughs> yeah, we'll go on forever. Yeah,
1: you're muted, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> My phone was ringing in the background, so I muted. <laughs> <it was ringing. laughs> uh yeah i'm good i'm just glad i could uh, drop all these knowledge bombs for our listeners <laughs> um, <laughs> again then just uh so those who missed the first or second we'll have uh in the show notes uh, registration links uh, i think we've got four or five more of these lined up guys and then um there'll be some replay opportunities as well i guess yep, yep.
1: that's right yep. yeah
0: binge watch them all yep yeah and i did i i tuned in the first one i'll be on on the rest uh, there were some great questions. You guys did a great job, but I think some of the questions and the feedback from the listeners really helped kind of it was drive for sure some yeah. of the some yeah. of the information that sort of came out after after the slides were done. So yeah. definitely, I want to encourage everybody to kind of engage with the the three uh, people on the call during those uh, those webinars because that's where you'll really can pull out some information, put together your kind of pitch and take it back to your decision maker to to up your budget, to increase your frequency, to to invest in and experiences um because like we've all said uh we didn't necessarily see this coming now that we've got this uh, genie by the tail it's time to take advantage of it yep that's right well put very good guys thanks for coming on yeah thanks for the opportunity guys yeah thanks man
1: you bet appreciate it Kyle, kick us out of here.
0: Yeah, that concludes another episode of the GIR Golf Industry Roundtable. If you haven't done so already, wherever you find your podcast be it Google, Apple, Spotify, etc., drop into the show notes, leave us um, some feedback, some comments, and definitely a, a ranking or a review that sort of helps us get the show out and who
1: you want to see too? what topics you want to hear that would be great for us in choosing next guest too exactly
0: next guest show ideas locations for where is uh rob we can kind of tour him through california yeah. let's get a little more rain Waldo? clouds there's way too much sun
2: and palm trees i'll come
1: out here the one day rains in san diego this year yeah. and yeah, well they, scott the, you may have
0: to be a celebrity guest then because between my orlando and his san diego we're not going to have much bad weather between i them. need
2: to ground yeah. you guys in reality <laughs> that, looks <like> gray cold. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: that does it for so. us thanks everybody for listening we'll see you next time on gir Very good.